0: Welcome to Back Issues. I am Sal. I'm Ethan, and I'm Ben. The comic book discussion series where I explain comics to two guys who didn't grow up reading them. Uh, today, I thought we'd talk about some quintessentially '90s X-Men. Bad. Uh, yeah. Tubular. I'm not good. This is called Executioner's song. I know I'm not pronouncing Executioner wrong. It's spelled X hyphen <laughs> Executioner. Executioner's song. Who's the Executioner? What's his song? Right. Not Didn't answered in the story. No. What's his instrument? I want to know. That right. Doesn't... I would assume his voice. How is it that... It must be answered. <laughs> Why would they call it that? It must be answered. Uh, no. So this is uh, right off the heels of Jim Lee and Chris Claremont's incredibly popular X-Men run. It's one of the highest selling comic books of all time, X-Men number one was, which is oh. pictured behind us. Yeah. I wanted to picture something that was just like 90s X-Men. Because that's exactly what this is. Okay. But nowhere near as awesome and not featuring a few of the X-Men pe- feature behind us. Okay, when you say not as awesome, like, mm-hmm. what was awesome about 90s X-Men? 90s X-Men was awesome because uh, it was drawn by Jim Lee. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. and the antis were always upped. An Executioner song was their way of, like, of upping the ante for the first time. In this, they were like, yeah, no, but we got Mr. Simster and Apocalypse and Strife. And, uh, and okay, Apocalypse. Yes, even Mister Sinister. Yes, but Strife. Strife. Yeah, Strife is the bad guy of this story. Uh, I'm sorry, you said X Men number one. Yeah, was that a, like a relaunch? Of yes, X-Men? yes, it was. The okay. '90s uh, ushered in a new era of X Men because okay. uh, usually the book was called Uncanny X Men, Ah. and so when they were like, look, you no, know, let's drop the adjectives. Like, actually, around the exact same time, 1992, that we're talking here, yeah. Uh, yeah. Todd McFarlane would take over Spider-Man and call it just Spider-Man. Okay. There was never a Spider-Man title with na- without an adjective describing how great he was. <laughs> Similarly, it was with the X-Men. Uh, this was also a great way of getting readers to start reading books about the X-Force and X-Factor. Right. And it was an inter-title crossover. That Force. yes, Executioner uh-huh. song brought in, pulled in all these different teams. Even X Men, adjectiveless, brought up uh, two different teams. And there's already X Force and X Factor and Excalibur. Wolverine should have had his own team. It was X Men adamantium. Later he would rule or lead his own team called X Force, aptly named. No, but only him. Oh yeah, where it's X Men adamantium. I'm X Force. Yeah, X Force. Well, like X Force. Later, the cool version of X-Force was, and by cool, I mean, like, legitimately cool, and not cool as in, like, everyone has pockets, jackets, and sunglasses. In actually cool X-Force, like, Scott's like, there's problems like Apocalypse that the X-Men can't deal with, because otherwise we'd have to, like, fight him in public, Mm. so I'm going to want you to call all the X-Men that would murder people and just go and do that. And that's a cool story. This is 90s badass. Yeah, that's Strife. He looks cool, right? Back what? then, yeah, he looks like a Night king with the cape. What did Stripe do? I don't Stripe I've never didn't do Strife. much. Uh, he did this story. What was the okay. Was he mutant yes, he was a mutant. Uh, okay, so yeah, executioner's story. Ex-Cutioner's yeah. song is a story in which uh, it, it begins with them going to a concert, a free like Central Park concert. Uh, which is headlined by some lame-ass mutant who is irrelevant. And her power is that she can teleport across, like, galaxies or some shit. Like, she can't teleport, like, next door or you know, into a car, she can teleport, like, into another dimension or something. That's the only way she can teleport. Yes. <laughs> right. She actually, yeah, I think she, the only time she's relevant is in, like, Age of Apocalypse, which is an alternate reality X-Men story anyway. <laughs> but in this, she's one of the, the few X-Men, not unlike Dazzler, who's, like, the X-Men were like, hey, you should join. And she goes, I think I'm just gonna be a pop star. <laughs> and indeed she was, and she was a mutant as well, and she just, like, what it would be like if, uh, if Taylor Swift was a mutant, Mm -hmm. and she's like, I'm not going to go fight Magneto, but I will put on mutant benefit concerts. Mm -hmm. And so she's given this free concert, and Professor X is going to speak at the concert and give a nice, like, rousing, you know, pro-humanity, pro-mutant speech. Okay. And while he's there, Cable, the X-Man from the future, uh, shoots him. (laughs) Oh, shit. Now, Cable is... (sighs) ridiculous. And from a future that Apocalypse ruled... Uh, and then came back in time to confront his parents, which was impossible because his parents are Scott Summers and the Phoenix cloned Jean Grey analog, Madeline Pryor. See, Scott and Madeline got it on and had a kid. And wait, did Scott have mental sex again? No, with real, actual sex. With, he actually did it. Yeah, this with time. penises and everything. <laughs> And he impregnated this woman who he thought was Jean, but was actually Madeline Pryor. She gave birth to a baby, and then Scott and Jean's actual daughter, Rachel Summers, from the future shows up and takes that baby and brings it to the future because that baby is infected with a techno-virus that will destroy it. Uh, the baby that Madeline Pryor and Scott Summers have... They have the baby, and then, so that they're not totally aged, someone from the future takes it and leaves. Uh-huh. And yeah. that baby is... Strife. Thought <laughs> oh. that baby was Cable. Yeah, which one's you, Cable? Well, here's the thing. Back in the <laughs> 90s, when they were doing this whole thing, uh, Cable was the insurance policy. When the baby was brought to the future... They started to, like, do some experiments on the baby to, like, try and rid it of the techno-virus. What they wound up doing was they cloned the baby in case they fucked up. (sighs) Oh. And so the clone... (laughs) And so Cable would be the clone of the, the Scott and Madeline baby. Right. Except what it turned out to be was that Strife is the clone and Cable's the real one it, they had their own little mini clone like saga like it fucking matters like it fucking matters but in this <laughs> so in the it's in, in reality, the a baby it's, yeah exactly it's identical interchangeable right but one is the techno virus the other one oh, doesn't oh right the techno virus yes and but it's not so, a clone well no yeah. it is a, it is well, a clone because like they like used this genetic material and duplicated another one they didn't like tell Madeline and Scott to have sex again and have another baby Right. The technovirus is not a genetic disorder. It's an actual virus. It's an actual virus that you can catch. Yes. In fact, it's so infectable that uh, when Cable shoots Professor X, he shoots him with the technovirus and infects Professor X with the technovirus. Like like it's a a bullet? He doesn't shoot him with a bullet in the head. He shoots him in the body with the technovirus. Why is there blood coming out of his mouth after he gets shot? Well, because it sucked, Because he gets shot. You know, he got shot in the chest <laughs> So he's still or shot. Yeah, he still got shot. There's just Look, virus there's, on the like, bullet. But like there's virus in or on the bullet. Yeah, exactly. It oh, okay. had to pierce his flesh. Right. And I assume vital organs. Was his plan to infect him or was he trying to murder him with a gun? No, his plan was to murder him with the technovirus. Like um, immediately? No. Right away? Why did not he no. just shoot okay. him in the head? Because it's better and more maniacal this way. It's more villainous <sighs> to... Here's so that they can fix him. How does Professor X get shot at all? Wouldn't he sense know that? That, going, that someone. Well, there were so many minds in the crowd. No. You see, he doesn't. He doesn't yeah. see it coming. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. The reality <laughs> is, he doesn't see it coming. So he gets fucking shot. Okay. And the X Men are like, "Oh shit!" Right. You know, he as you would, as you would be. They assume he's been killed by the bullet naturally, but then they check and they're like, "Oh, look, he's actually like he's becoming a machine." Uh, which is what the technovirus does it eventually will consume okay, you an and turn question. you into a robot. Okay. And uh, cable an has a robot or just a regular robot? Well, I think like a like a lifeless robot. Oh. Well, more like a more like a metal husk of your former self. W- would it move around and stuff? I think you would just be frozen. I think it's more like you're turning into a statue oh. made of metal. <laughs> so Cable and Strife. The, so the idea here was that like Cable is their actual son Madeline and Scott's son who okay. was infected with the technovirus. And they cloned him and made Strife. Okay. Did Cable yeah. come back in time again just Cable? to shoot? No, no, no. Professor Cable, H- well, oh. it was... So, the guy who shoots Professor X is actually Strife, impersonating Cable. Oh. And he dresses like Cable. At this point in the x men So, you're like, history, why did Cable just kill Professor X? Bingo. Because also, Strife hasn't been invented yet. So, you're oh. just like, oh my god! <laughs> because Cable, of course, he went back in time. He's stuck in the past or present. And uh, now... Because he's so popular and interesting, they made him the leader of uh, X Force, Okay. which was a team that Rob Liefeld like helped create, and uh, you know, from which actually spawned out of the New Mutants. Like Cable leads the so in this book, the leader of X Force just just killed. just shot Professor X, just okay. to try to assassinate Professor X, and in all likelihood will succeed because right. Professor X is, uh, you know, fuck that techno virus ain't ain't curable. It's only one guy on the planet Earth who can cure the techno virus that's apocalypse oh oh yeah and he does play a part in this see the idea here was with executioner's song the x-men editors were like let's do an epic all major villain crossover with the let's bring in mr sinister and apocalypse and our new awesome bad-ass 90s tacular villain strife Who's spelled with a Y, by the way? Well, okay, so the executioner is Strife, is Strife. yeah, Strife. Yeah, you said you didn't. Well, but he, no one—he never says like oh, I am the executioner. Oh, well, no, nor no, is no, there no. like a Nick ex, executioner sounds like a bad guy name. Yeah. like why is his name Strife and not executioner? Right. Good I mean, I know that like it's and just what because is his song. Right. What is his song? The Technovirus, I guess. But even then, it only comes into play in as so much as it sounds as, like a modem. Yeah. It's or it sounds like uh, electronica or something. Did they uh, did they do a poll of you know young boys and find that they liked songs? <laughs> no, they did not do that. Okay, so which Jean Gray? I've seen Jean Gray here. Is it's this... real Jean Gray. Which... Madeline Pryor's gone. Okay. That's that's the end of it. Okay. Like that was back during the Phoenix Saga. But she's back alive. She's back alive. She's she's Jean Gray. There's no question about it, and mm-hmm. she doesn't have the Phoenix Force and anything like that. So uh, Strife impersonating Cable shoots Professor X with the Technovirus, and uh, the X Men are shit out of luck. So. Uh, the X Men basically go like, "Why did Cable shoot Professor X?" Right. So they ask Wolverine and Bishop to go find Cable and ask him with their guns and claws. Okay. So uh, Wolverine and Cable, or Wolverine and Bishop, who, by the way, is another time traveling member of the X Men from X-Men. the future. Bishop is also from the future, and Bishop, by the way, is from a future that is not unlike Days of Future Past, but is not Days of Future Past. Oh. So, uh, and Bishop, (laughs) so Bishop is, like, just stuck there with the X-Men 2, and he's like, cool. So he and Wolverine go and track down Cable. What's his power? Uh, Bishop's power? It's it's the ability to absorb and then redirect energy. Okay. Okay. That guy. All right. By the way, you asked earlier about Cable's powers. Cable is really powerful. Oh. And that's all I'll really say about his powers. Uh... He has many powers. The problem here is that, like, or the, the the pathos to Cable is that he's infected with the Technovirus. And it takes all his focus to keep the Technovirus from consuming him. So he isn't actually that powerful, even though he really is. Uh, and Strife is the unrealized potential of Cable. Like, what if Cable didn't have the Technovirus? Oh. And because they cloned him, and they when they cloned him, they were like, oh. no Technovirus. So Strife... him so at. <laughs> Using his powers outwardly, yes, instead, of instead of using them to protect himself, right? Exactly. But then what how are those powers? If they're not healing, well, I don't understand. They're how they like would help protect him. From I the guess they are kind of healing, but not faster than like Wolverine or the Technovirus is uh, uh, destructive. So, but then know. how does Strife get access to the Technovirus in order to infect Charles Xavier? Interesting point. I don't know. So Strife has a goal: the full powers of Cable. Yes. What does he do? That uh, would tell us what the powers are, right? right. No, uh, his power he just punch is really hard. He doesn't punch anybody. His mm. power seemingly is to build ridiculous suits made of metal and and carry them on his body, because like that suit is ridiculously heavy. So he's looking. strong. He's strong. Uh, I'm sure there's energy projection. One of the uh-huh. things they like to draw of Cable is that like his eye always has like a burst of energy shooting out of it. Okay. I'm assuming that that's like his raw energy, like almost coming out. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't contain all the energy that I have. All my power. His power is just basically, like, stuff that comes out of him that, you know, blasts things. His power is that he's really powerful. Yes. Mr. Sinister dabbles in viruses and so forth. And Strife promises him something in return. And uh, what 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 Strife wants is he wants Scott and Jean Grey alone so he can capture and, I guess, humiliate them. Uh, Okay. So... Mr. Sinister, not killed? well, no, he wants to kill them, but ultimately. eventually, ultimately, but ultimately. not after you know a lot of effort and bullshit. So Mr. Sinister winds up uh, impersonating Apocalypse. Why is everyone impersonating? Well, that's the, the thing, people? yeah, <laughs> because it's because they think it's really because Scott Lodell and his fellow writers think that this is how you craft like a mystery. It's by leaving crucial information out and having <laughs> characters, like, maybe they read Much Ado About Nothing or fucking All Was Well That Ends Well and they were like, oh, cool, so pretending like someone else is gonna, you know, that's that's enough of a plot, really, for X-Men. Because X Men is just one great tragedy after all. But in those plays, can't you tell? Can't the audience tell? They should. Well, the the characters (laughs) outwardly tell the audience. Yeah. I am, but the, like, you know. But they don't know. But they don't know what will happen. The character's not knowing. Yeah. It's interesting. No, the dramatic audience audience doesn't know. You're just lying. (laughs) No, if the audience doesn't know, you're being an asshole. Well, yeah, yeah, you're a lying asshole. Yeah. So, uh, Like in The Fugitive, when you'd ever find out that, like, he let his friend borrow his keys. Yeah, until he borrowed the end. His when he keys. Like, Wouldn't that have helped me solve the mystery? Right, know that information. There's like a yeah, like create a mystery by withholding information. That's not a mystery. critical details for no yeah. reason. Yeah, that's that. Well, then, but then the reader might find it out. <laughs> we can't let that happen. I want no, that not, not fun. Then, if then there's it's not no a way dramatic to reveal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. uh... So Wolverine and Bishop go track down Cable, they do, uh, Cable's like, what the fuck, they have a big fight, and then after their brawl, uh, both Wolverine and Bishop believe that Cable is not responsible. Is not responsible? Yeah, for shooting Professor X. Okay. Um, because what, hes they're like, that wasn't Cable, or... Well, because Cable's like, that wasn't me, and Wolverine's like, oh, he's okay. not lying, so yay. Okay. But not until he, we he have, can line. tell. Yeah. Well, Wolverine actually can, like smell the truth off of you? No! Or... <laughs> no! <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> well, he does. You don't emit a pheromone when you lie or some sort of weird smell. Well, like your you heart do. beats faster and you can hear Yeah, it. Wolver- well, that's, that's, that's Daredevil's power. Well, whatever. I'm sure Wolverine could do that too. Probably. He's got heightened senses. He's got though. heightened senses. Yeah. They smell mostly. Yeah. But maybe sound too. Wolverine does say things like, I can smell it off of you. Hmm. But it might be a euphemism. Maybe know. you do give off fair and you lie. The yeah, only maybe thing well we'll maybe Wolverine knows that, but we don't because we're not, you know, mutants. The only thing I can imagine is that he can smell you perspiring. Right. Maybe. I mean, that might, be, all a might really... be a Unless you're a Fairbone, who knows? Yeah. I'm not a biologist. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Are Sinister you? is, you know... so let's talk about that. <laughs> See, the whole point here is, like, let's get all these teams and then have them fight Right. So, like, the X, X-Force X and X-Factor and the X-Men Team B and X-Men Gold, they all fight. Okay. Each other. And so they, like, uh, mix and match the team, so, like, people from X-Force... Are no. X-Men, no. They just fight each other. It's not that interesting. They fight each other literally because they don't know who shot Professor X. Yes. Right, That's or right. even who is Mister Sinister and who is Apocalypse? Well, they know who Mister <laughs> Sinister is and Apocalypse, and the only reason why they're interested in, in Apocalypse, okay? So, uh, uh, Mister Sinister in person, it's Apocalypse, right. uh, and uh, yeah. So <laughs> then, after, so then after the deed is done, which is to say, Professor X is infected with the Technovirus. Strife, as Cable, goes back to Mister Sinister and says, "Thanks a lot for all the help. Here is this canister of." I think it's Summer's genetic material. Like, the Summer's family genetic material. Oh, which right. Mr. Sinister is very interested in. For reasons that the 90s can only tell you. Uh, but Mr. Sinister is like, Yay, I have Summer's DNA from, like, the future, I guess. Like, this will help my nefarious scheme. Then, for no reason whatsoever, Mr. Sinister calls the X-Men and says, By the way... <laughs> um, Cable didn't shoot Professor X. It was actually this guy from the future... And I impersonated Apocalypse, and the only person who could fix it is Apocalypse. By exit Mr. Sinister from the story. So the X-Men, because I guess they were like, oh shit, I don't know what else to do. So they got rid of Mr. Sinister by doing that. (laughs) And, so there uh, was no way to figure that out, aside from Sinister calling them. Th- yeah. That was the author yeah. just being like, ah. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, all right, mind. jigs up. Here's what And there's is. four different writers, so they're all kind of like, wait, what? Wait, what, what happens here? <laughs> so then the X-Men go to Apocalypse, who had been defeated before this story and was in like a regeneration chamber. Okay. This and, was before Age of Apocalypse? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like four years before Age of Apocalypse. Oh. Okay, so they so I thought Age of Apocalypse was when he was first introduced. No, oh no 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 oh oh Apocalypse is you know like it's been around for late eighties. Okay, okay. So Apocalypse is roused by his Dark Riders, which is ba- or, or his Horsemen or whatever. Mm-hmm. His Horsemen and his Dark Riders. He's got Horsemen. He's got Dark Riders. These are all his minions. Apocalypse basically likes to catch mutants and then like transform them into his Horsemen and like Arch- Angel was turned to Archangel like. Uh, who was the angel of death? Was death his horseman? Did. Who is a cooler version of angel? By the yes, way. and, yeah. ap- and oh, by the way, Archangel is the version of, we, of of Warren Worthington III we have in this. Uh, angel was a pretty boy billionaire who, uh, after Apocalypse, transformed him, became like this blue skinned freak, mm-hmm. got rid of his like beautiful, you know, feathery we- wings, and replaced them with like way cooler sharp metal wings, and <laughs> which uh, in the uh, show he could. Fling, like, feather blades. Yeah, yeah oh, which he awesome. does in the comics as well. And uh, in in this story, he has, like, an image inhibitor, so, like, he can walk around in polite society looking like a regular person, mm-hmm. but when he needs to, like, spring into action, he turns it off and becomes Archangel. Oh. He, but, so he's still the freak underneath that he hates, and, uh, and, he, and he despises and, uh, and, and blames Apocalypse for his plight. That's lame. Just keep him blue. Well, Yeah. Yeah. they don't eventually but yes uh, this There's is them. the this is the page ben was talking about uh-huh. this is an overtly sexual yeah, yeah image. they talk about the arms that are attacking this is the page where jean gray is attacked by these mechanical arms they mention that they are shoving paw and grope so they grope her <laughs> then they have this image of her with her mouth open with this extremely phallic yeah. appendage like coming by coming her face right it's by her just... face yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's part Maybe. of the... Part of strike's plan to humiliate her. Oh, then her. it says... Yeah, she's... Yeah, humiliated. To add to her humiliation the overwhelming crush of hopelessness. I guess that's what it is. Yeah. And also, it's Oedipal. It's mm. very Oedipal. Yes, yeah, because that's his mom. Exactly. That's, that's his mom. That's even grosser My robots that is, rape that you. really fucked up. Yeah. So that's... So Strife just basically, like, runs Scott and Jean through the gamut. Yeah. And it's for... And for no reason. So, uh... Apocalypse is roused by the Dark Riders... Because someone has committed something in his name. You know, Mr. Sinister impersonated him. Oh yeah, how dare they? Yeah. How dare they uh, you know, take on the visage of Apocalypse. And Apocalypse is like, doo because he's like, I'm not ra- I'm not ready, I'm not I'm not fucking at my full potential yet. And they're like, Well, somebody impersonated you. He's like, Oh, this will not stand. <laughs>
1: so, I may not be
0: at full power yet, but like, I gotta, I gotta yes. squash this. So, uh the Dark Riders, by the way, um, who Used to follow Apocalypse, wind up following Strife instead because Strife is a badass and Apocalypse needs to be regenerated and shit. (laughs) I mean, look at him. Look at his awesome suit. Yeah, and I hear he's really powerful. Yeah, he can, like, you know, pretty much rape his mom. Yeah, with robot robot arms. arms. He can build robot raping arms. Yeah. So, uh, then the X Men go to Apocalypse and they're like, hey, we need your help. (laughs) And Block is like, fuck off. Right. So then the Dark Riders attack Apocalypse. Because they're like, you aren't fit to lead us. Mm. Strife is. They beat him near death. Apocalypse oh, escapes, no. goes to the mansion, and asks the X-Men for asylum. <laughs> so like, no, oh, that- oh, the shoe's on the other foot. Yeah! Yeah, at that point, Apocalypse should be like, oh, I lost? I guess I should just kill myself. Because- later, he does that. Really? He doesn't kill himself, but later he goes like, I deserve to die, because I lost yeah that's his whole thing yeah, yeah it's I know survival of the fittest yeah exactly oh, so he, he goes to the X-Men he's like can you, help, can you help me out and they're like sure you just gotta purge the fucking techno virus from Professor X you gotta get it out of him okay or whatever we only, you're the only one who knows how to cure it right because how, how it's funny, your virus <laughs> how funny would it be right now if Apocalypse was like I can't do that yeah what no I, I yeah no I'm an asshole I made a virus I don't have a cure for it why would I do that yeah So, uh, later he does that, by the way. Like, uh, Apocalypse just basically advances the virus to the point of total consumption, and then the virus becomes its, like, original state, which is like a scorpion, like a metal scorpion kind of thing. Like, it just, he purges it. It comes out of him, like little pieces of metal? No, 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 like, it's almost, yes, well, it's, it actually, it's much more violent than that. Like, Professor X winds up just vomiting metal. Oh. Like, like a, just spewing forth metal, and then it just and then it just like self assembles a scorpion, and then Apocalypse squishes it like that, like that. Oh, good boy. Yeah. Uh, All right, that's fucking. So weird. they fix a, a Professor X, yip, and then Professor X recovers for the rest of the, for the rest of the book. That's um, so while Jean is being you know violated on the moon with by by her illegitimate son, uh, by her clones, a clone old, of an clone clone, by her clones' son's clone. Uh, They're on the moon I forgot to mention They're on the moon And like Yeah, Strife has a base there (laughs) Why did he get a base on the moon? Uh, Like around then He built one with all his powers (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, using his powers Using his powers Yeah And uh, so anyway He creates this like Area on the moon Where you can like Breathe and shit And uh, By the way Scott and Jean don't know They're on the moon So when they eventually like Battle the Dark Riders And escape Right They can't They can't breathe They're just like Oh fuck We're on the moon (laughs) <laughs> and because they've escaped the, like, the Fortress of Strife, Jean can, like, really, like, use her mental powers for, like, a, for like a fleeting moment before she suffocates to death. Because okay. the idea here is that, like, their powers aren't, like, gone, but they're weakened, or at least they're protected by the force field of the base on the moon. So uh, Jean emits a psychic scream before passing out that uh, reaches Wolverine. Ah, uh, well, of course it reaches Wolverine. Well, oh, she's already with Scott, so right. who else cares about me I'm, on Earth? It's you more. mean a psychic scream goes all the way to Earth and it reaches one person, and it does not reach the person who is the most psychic among them, Professor X. Well, he was already being. He's still. Yeah, like, he's, he's out of commission. He's out of commission, yeah. He's, 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 t- he's TKO. And she he... focused her energy on one person, and it was Wolverine. Yes. So Wolverine's like, cool, they're on the moon. Cool, I'm going to get laid. Yeah, no, he's not. He's. <laughs> nope. He knows it's not going to happen. No, <laughs> I, just, I just love her, so... I, yeah, I just love her and let's go. So he calls matter. up... So he gets his team with, like, Cable and Bishop and the X-Men and X-Factor and whoever. They all fucking go to the moon. What, are the, how did they take a spaceship? What yeah, they all... Yeah, the X-Men have access to spaceships. Oh. So ultimately, uh, you know, Strife wants to get revenge on his non-birth father and non-mother at all and force a confrontation between himself and Cable. Whom he also hates. Ah, because he knows he's a clone. Yes. Well, well he, no. Strife thinks that he's the original. Oh, that's right. He thinks Cable's the clone. Yes. Right. And but he, he knows he Cable's doesn't have the virus Right. Well, but like Strife doesn't know necessarily why Cable was sent back in the in the first. Yeah, place. he Maybe he doesn't. When know, Nathan but... was sent back into in, in the future. Right. Anyway, the point being, uh, <laughs> well, naturally you would hate your clone. Yeah. Because. Because he's because he's reasons. proving you're not a you know, a special snowflake. That's game. impossible. Oh. You would love your clone. You both like the same movies, you both like the same food. Well, no, it's more like he hates his clone because he's like, well, the clone hates him because, whatever. Because <laughs> it's impossible because during the story, Cable's the clone, Strife was the real one, right. and that was the revelation. Later, they make the real revelation, which actually makes sense. <laughs> that is to say, the clone is Strife and Cable's the real one. Whatever. There's, any, there's a genetic force field That only Summer's DNA can get through, ostensibly so that Strife and Cable can have a final confrontation before Strife sets off his time vortex bomb that he also has on the moon in his base that he's going to set off that'll kill, or whatever, uh, Gene and Scott and Cable and whatever. So, uh, because... Uh, Scott has Summers' DNA because his fucking Scott Summers he goes through the force field and uh, Havoc who's the leader of X Factor uh, he has Summers' DNA because he's Scott Summers' brother and Havoc by the way is just Scott Summers' like displaced brother right. who has like the ability to make energy waves or whatever and he needs to wear a special suit he needed to wear a special suit to like keep him in yeah. he was in first class yeah I remember And yeah. uh, but then in the 90s they gave him a cool jacket and like a a, a mask head thing like Gambit wears okay. so that his awesome rad 90s hair could pop out uh, so anyway Havok goes through the force field but it knocks him out because it's so fucking powerful and uh so who cares so, so, so it doesn't make any so so fucking sense so out. it makes yeah. no point look you have Sunder's DNA but it's not enough no not yeah, enough it'll enough. still knock you the fuck out yeah you, well, don't, so you don't measure up to Scott Alex yeah, exactly You're fuck you eat yeah, it because he's the lesser brother right so um, the force field knows <laughs> yeah because it's a sentient force field uh, it's not but it doesn't matter so the so then they fight, and uh, you know, and and Cable's basically like, "Guys, get out of here! I'm going to set off a time bomb," and what? they're like, "No, don't do it!" And then he does, and then seemingly Cable and Strife die, but in fact they're sent through time, and that's the I guess end that of the story. makes sense uh, for what a time bomb would do. Why was there a time bomb again? Strife created it slash set it up to kill. To everyone kill, else? like, everyone he hates. Oh, is he going to kill himself as well? You know, it's really kind of unclear, but I think his plan was just to kill the, the three of them. Holy fuck. Yeah. There was a hook video game? For the Super NES. Oh my god. I have to play that. I know, I didn't... This is the most exciting <laughs> I part I honestly, of this? I saw that in the ad, and I I saw that ad in the book earlier, and I assumed you fucking knew that game existed. No! Yeah. It's probably terrible. <laughs> if it was any good, I'd have heard of it. What is this baby? Okay when 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 strife is like t- t- tossing out breadcrumbs to try yeah. and you know he's toying with he's toying with scott and Jean. he reveals this baby that's hooked up to all the hentai uh tubes yeah. yeah and he's like this baby is also caught up in this and if you remove the baby he'll die <laughs> okay so they have to leave it well like so they like there's what are we gonna do and then it, that's a the cliffhanger? Like and then no one does anything with it again. It's, it's like it's not their baby. No, it's like it but it's idiot like it's it's strife being like, the baby's me. Like you're you have to you have to abandon the baby, you see. Right. Don't you remember? Remember abandoning the baby? Right. Do you get this yet? And they're like, Are you Magneto? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! It's me, <laughs> your son from the future. Do yes. Hello. <laughs> they don't actually make don't like you those, they don't your actually son? even make those guesses, by the way. No. Uh, but yeah, so the so ba- he doesn't tell them who he is. He's just like he eventually does. Okay, yeah, no, he does. When at but first, like, he doesn't. He, he toys They're just like, like, why are you doing this? And yes, yes, so like, and he's like, yes. But the baby How literally... I, I tried to find anything about that baby because I read it years ago. So I have. This is. These are. Some of these are my issues. Some of these are from a fan. Okay. Uh, this one is. I. I, I've had this issue since it came out. I bought it off the shelf, and I was like, I was like, this looks amazing. It's. I think it's Jay Lee's art. Everything's sharp and cool. Yeah. This is the episode. This is the issue where uh, Professor Hex is like purged of the techno organic virus. So, um, yeah. he, He. They literally don't reference the baby again. It's almost like it never happened. In fact, it is like that. That's amazing. They just don't do it. No, but it happened. It was there. It was there, and then right. the next issue, it's not, and they never... And I'm, like, looking it up, I'm like, where's the baby? Does the baby? Nothing. I called Rob from Comics Explained. Rob, the baby. And he's like, nope. And I'm like, for <laughs> fuck's sake, no, really? No, you know what happens? The baby travels through time, too. Right, and that's... It's Pokemon. actually Stripes clone. Yeah. <laughs> And then and then that baby comes back from the future, and it's like, Strife, you abandoned me! I bet that... You know what I would bet? I was you! I, I guarantee you, what happened was, Strife cloned himself, that baby is his, and at the end of the story, the only survivor from the time bomb was supposed to be the baby. But, the editors were like, we got rid of the baby for a reason. <laughs> like, we don't want Scott and Jean to become parents, that's boring and shit. Right. So they just cut it out. But in any case, there's a baby, there's no baby, it doesn't matter. It should have been so easy to for them to just, like, just make the baby like a fake baby. Or like a hologram! They don't even make, they make no reference to it. Like it's on or- the cover of this issue! Yep, there's a baby there. And then the next issue, not nothing. Well, because the next issue was written by somebody totally different. That's right! Make it turn into like more metal cable. Yeah, but they don't do it. Like, oh, we have to abandon it, and then like, what? and then it turns into like like it was absorbed by the techno virus, as if to illustrate like what would happen to cable. Their actual son, no, nothing. So uh, they, he he, you left out the part, or maybe I missed it, where he promises that if they kill the baby, oh right, they'll be like, go, go away. Yeah, and the dark riders will go away. Yeah, and they'll be like, right, oh. but they're like, we can't. Right, he gives them an impossible choice. Yes. Not really. Yep. No, so, because he kills the baby or something. Not for Wolverine. No, Wolverine be like, "Snick. Okay, let's go." Problem solved. So, um, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, while Apocalypse is like recuperating slash like locked up in the X Mansion, uh, Archangel is just like, "We should kill him. We should just kill Apocalypse." Do I hate you. <laughs> and, uh, and they're like, "No, we promised him asylum." Yeah. And then like later, he's like, and then later. Uh, Apocalypse winds up like you know getting into a skirmish along with the X-Men and then Apocalypse is almost destroyed and then Apocalypse is like my angel of death like grant me mercy and kill me like you have to kill me. And he's like no I won't kill you and like while that would have solved a huge amount of problems mm-hmm. uh, and in fact he's you know the angel of death no he doesn't do it and, uh, and so Apocalypse gets to create the Age of Apocalypse which is a long and complicated bullshit story thanks Angel so good job Archangel, Archangel. yeah Archangel because um, now that's what he is. Yeah. Now, yeah. all right. So In this. Gene contacted Wolverine. Ass. Yeah, and then Wolverine tells the team, and then all the teams converge on on uh, them on the, moon on the base. Moon base. Yep. And then three issues later, they defeat. Yep. <laughs> and, and they did nothing aside from let havoc through and have him fall unconscious. Yeah. Well, the X. They're fighting the Dark Riders. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the Dark Riders. There's some. Right, there's all, there's all these fights, and none of them mean anything or have anything to do with the plot. They're just. Like, shit is happening. Like, Cable's firing guns in every panel, and I don't know who he's trying to kill. Like, I don't know who he's shooting at. It's because there are only close-ups on him firing. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. It looks fucking cool. That's right. Now you're getting it. Now I'm what getting the What we need to 90s. do is yeah. go back in time and then write this. Oh, look at the... Who wrote this? I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> Executioner's song is just... Where 90s event books where they seemingly have no fucking rudder there's no plan nobody wrote down beginning middle and end follow the fucking plot bro. No. they, they come up with a title they a new the, title yeah, for the book here's an awesome title and maybe a neat seed of an idea yes and then they give it to six well, different writers let's just see what happens yeah and they give it to six different writers and then all those writers who are writing on totally different stories have to cross over and deal with right. each other's plot lines in books. It's like that thing you did in like first grade where you <laughs> took a piece of paper and you folded it into thirds, mm-hmm. and three different people drew three different animals mm-hmm. linked up only at the, at the seam. seam. And, they and don't then s- you get to see what the other animal is, and then you open up and you see what, it, see, what, what a horrible animal. abomination like a horse you created. And a lion and a dog. Right. Yay. <laughs> Good job. Are this there is... any lasting. Repercussions? Yes. Ugh. Let me tell you what it is. It's okay. the one thing. Strife exists. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck yeah. that. Who cares? Uh, he's in like two other things. So like, and appears in two other things. Um, when Mr. Sinister opens up his canister, mm-hmm. it's empty. And he's like, damn it. Strife screwed me.
1: But well, it's it was not supposed
0: empty. to be in it? Uh, DNA. Yeah, Summer's DNA. Summer's DNA. DNA, right. But it's not. It was a virus. The legacy virus. fucking mutant AIDS. like the story from the legacy virus begins in X-Force Oh, why does he do that? Uh, this is Strife's like where does he get the legacy virus? where does Strife get it? seemingly from the future because it already exists there Right. it's a paradox it's like fucking Terminator so he just wants to kill all mutants? well it's more like they didn't have any idea and then later they would say it was the legacy virus like they did actually make it the legacy virus at the end of the story Okay. Because they, re- but they didn't. Because they you- released a book called "The Strife Files," oh. like the secret files of strife. Like okay. well, Strife's, like coming with this. It was there. Is the editor's way of being like, so here's how you make sense of everything, and <laughs> also like laying the groundwork for characters that may or may not be used in the future. Okay. And the legacy virus, and the legacy virus would be a huge story that would have mi- like huge repercussions, including the death of Ileana Rasputin. It would make Colossus leave the team, join Magneto and the acolytes, and then it would kill ultimately Colossus. Like. The legacy virus is a big. It was also, of course, a huge way of pulling the X Men and making them from like a like a civil rights, like African American allegory into a homosexual allegory oh, with the whole like right, uh, AIDS. with the with the gay fear and the AIDS right. epidemic. So right. well, there you have it, everybody. Executioner's song from 1992, twelve parts yeah. could have been told in maybe two. <laughs> If you leave, I mean, you got to leave out crucial things like no. like Mr. Sinister impersonating Apocalypse, or like <laughs> any of the erroneous bullshit. It couldn't have been told in two stories only because there's so much crap in this. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, you you cut out the crap, and then what do you have left? You literally happen. have, like, nothing left. Yeah. It's barely a story. It's barely a story. Yeah. And it's so dense. Every frame that's, is just yeah, so full there's a lot cool. of shit happening here. It looks cool. Does yeah. it? Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes that looks cool. Yeah, uh, Andy Kubert's art is not quite there yet, mm. which is ironic because Andy Kubert drew Batman vs. Predator not like not like a year or two before, and it's dynamite. Like, it looks great. But mm. Kubert's like, drawn X-Men, probably because he has to draw, draw a thousand characters, and they're yeah. all made of every color of the rainbow. And they all shoot energy blasts or guns, and they wear outfits from the future, and some of them are turning into metal men, so I'm sure Kubert's like where do we even fucking start man? <laughs> Batman vs. Predator I draw Batman I've seen that fucking image for the last thousand years and Predator which is, of course is a movie I think is awesome and that's it. Now Andy Kubert didn't even do the art in the first book. No. That's no, Brandon uh, somebody. Peterson? Brandon Peterson thank you. Oh. This is confusing. Okay. Well, well favorite... Brandon, Peterson, P- Brandon Peterson drew Uncanny X-Men oh. and Jay Lee drew X-Factor and you know and so forth. I see. Yeah. Oh, so this is crossing over, like, the different title, Like, mm-hmm. each one takes the place of one of them. Yeah, so, like, titles. you bought this and you're like, oh, and oh, we continued in the next issue of X Force. So they didn't try to be, like, X Force Executioner song number, like, 1.7. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was part fucking 2. It's even right there. Like, yeah, yeah. You can see yeah. them. Yeah. But then you can't tell that it's an X Force, like, team that made it. No. Whatever. Yeah. That's well, it's so, you know, there. you don't miss out on certain copies. Right. I guess. Or, or so, so you can actually tell how it's supposed to be. It's, so that, it's that you buy the other books. It is so Uncanny X-Men readers will purchase X-Factor. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Spider-Man would do this several years later with maximum cards. Yeah, I remember a similar thing. Kept yeah. changing. Yep. The, the, art the art kept changing, changing The campaign. writing. Actually, yeah. at that point, like, Timoteus was probably writing, like, three of the five Spider-Man <laughs> titles anyway. But, uh, Yeah. Nightfall, same. Nightfall, deal. same deal. Yeah. This is an excellent reason why only one team should be doing a store, an event, an event. Yeah. Yes, event books should also not take place within the core title. They should have their own mini series. Yeah, it's too hard to. Like, but they were also like yeah, events and stuff. They didn't even think about that. They weren't yeah. even like they weren't concerned with that idea. They were like, well, no, like how will people know it's coming out? Like, right. <laughs> you know. So, Executioner Song. I mean, like it's all over the place. Just like our little explanation here but it was more about delving in just just jumping in the deep end of 1992 era X-Men jumping into insanity oh yeah no it is it is an insane ride with a lot of backstory that yeah. is seemingly irrelevant <laughs> uh, I will show you guys an image later of like what I was gonna choose cause it's the only like large version of an executioner song and it's literally it's a picture someone took of one of their cards like one of their x-men cards like of yeah, strife n- n- of executioner song because like oh. later marvel would put out cards where they were like where they highlighted events so it's like oh shit maximum Carnage. It would be like a cool depiction or representation of that event and so with this one like they were like here's executioner song and they have it blown up and it's on the screen right now and you know like <laughs> it's it's like you'll look at it and go yeah, don't. Yeah, I'm glad you went with the Jim Lee image because, like, th- this is this this represents everything you see here, right. only without all the time traveling characters. Yeah. So, executioner song, cool. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for watching, everybody. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next week with an all new back issues. I am Sal, and I'm Ben. See you later. Look at look at this. Look. Oh yeah. This this is a Dragon Quest ad. Uh, you'll it notice that actually four pages. some of the some of the covers actually say that there's a Dragon Quest ad in there. Oh my god. Oh yeah. How is that, that a good Dragon thing? Quest game because people they love this game so much they want to see ads. That's already. six pages of ad. I think it's more like in a uh, row. They paid so fucking much that yeah, not only did they pages. get the six pages but they got like cover space. Look at I have, how shitty this game looks. I have never heard of Dragon's Quest. Except from these. Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest. I've never heard of Dragon Quest. I've never played Dragon Quest. The Dragon Quest game goes beyond video games. And backwards it's... into board games. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a worse <laughs> version of d d Yeah, it's like, well, who wants to do all that shitty math? Oh, who deep... wants to think? You can get miniatures and shit. Yeah. Or you can just use these fold-up... Cardboard squares. Well, who wants that shit? No, 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 no. You got to order your miniatures, your pewter figurines. Yeah, this is just this is just fucking Dungeons and Dragons. Looks like there's cards too. Yeah, oh, there are cards. There's cards. So chairs, it's magic. It's D and D. It's a board game. Are yeah. you bored with video games? Bored with video game reruns? reruns. Same stories, the same playtime, time, every time and again. I like you just you because it's like what's the difference between like Mario and Mega Man? Really, you run to the fucking left. And you jump on shit. Unless you're Mega uh, Man, in which case you die. No, no Mega Man, you can go uh, right and left. Mm. Mega Man. <laughs> Mega Man. Thanks, Dr. Why <laughs> we... So anyway... Yeah, moving along. Who fucking cares about <laughs> Dragon Quest? We gotta play this game now. We should fucking... hey, Even girls like it. Or boy-looking girls. Plus you got a bow. Yeah. Or pre-op transsexuals <laughs> also enjoy Dragon Quest. We should really get a copy of Dragon Quest to play it. I don't even know if you can Send us find a copy of Dragon. I guarantee. Quest. Don't do it. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> yep. It's find no a copy Dragon no, Quest. If send someone it, send us you know a copy of I bet we'll it's it. worthless. We'll it would it be the their copy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's happening. Oh if god. you have a copy of Dragon Quest, you gotta rush order it. <laughs> no, don't send no, it. No. no I don't don't. will look for it and I'll try to Well you know what we, we will try to play Dragon Quest on the twenty thousand subscriber video. We'll play it for like 20 minutes and be like, this is fucking dumb.